Welcome to the Give to Profit podcast, the podcast that inspires business owners, entrepreneurs and leaders to turn their business into a profitable force for good. During our bi-weekly episodes, you'll hear how founders and leaders put charitable giving and social impact at the heart of their business and the many benefits that come from doing this. We also interview leaders of causes, charities and agencies who are leading the way in how they partner with micro and SME businesses. You can find full show notes for today's show and join our membership community at givetoprofit.com. This is where you can also sign up to receive regular tips and updates about events worth checking out, including the Give to Profit Business for Good conference we're hosting in Edinburgh in April 2019. So now here's your host, TEDx speaker, author and business mentor, Alison McKenzie. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Give to Profit podcast show. This is your host, Alison McKenzie, and as always, I'm delighted to be here again with you today. So today's episode is a slightly different format. You have just me today, and what I'm going to be doing is sharing some insights around the topic of why it's really important for businesses to have something that they stand for. Increasingly, doing good is no longer good enough when it comes to consumer, staff, and investor expectations about the role of business. And today, what I'm going to share with you is why it's important for businesses of all sizes to stand for something. I'm going to share five steps for becoming known as a brand that cares, how to get clarity on what your business stands for and how to define your social impact statement, the importance of taking visible action aligned to what you say you stand for and how the UN Global Goals can be a really good framework to help you do this. Now, if you had a choice between buying a cup of tea and coffee from a bland coffee shop or one that stands for something meaningful, that cares about those in its community and supports charities or social causes, assuming comparable quality of tea or coffee, of course, which one would you be most likely to go for? The cafe doing good in your community or the one that's not? So far, Everyone I've asked when speaking at events has said they buy from the cafe doing good. And this supports what research consistently tells us, that if you're not clear about what your business stands for and you're not demonstrating the good that you're doing, you're likely to be losing business to your competition. Now, I live in a beautiful small coastal village where there are two new cafes that have recently opened up their doors. One is consistently busy, the other is much quieter. Why? They've both been freshly decorated, they both offer a good range of snacks, and yet there's something very different between the two of them, namely what they stand for. Now, to be perfectly honest, neither appear to have a particular social message. However, the Busy Cafe does at least have a better defined brand. They seem to have thought about their vintage style and reflected this in their logo, their literature and their their design of the interior and exterior of the cafe. The other cafe looks lovely from a distance. It's got a lovely, crisp, modern feel and serves tasty enough food. I really, really want to like it because it's so handy. It's got great light and space and it would just be so convenient, but it all just feels a bit bland. There's nothing to tempt me in other than its empty seats. And by contrast, we have another local cafe near me, which gets my regular custom. It's called Steampunk in North Berwick, and it has just a 
beautiful rustic charm that comes from the way that it's repurposing an old warehouse and furniture. They serve delicious, healthy, homemade vegetarian food, including an only too tempting range of gluten-free and vegan cakes, which I do partake in quite a few times when I'm along there. And it's all held held together, though, with the fresh aroma of their own brand of coffee and their mission, which is to share our love of coffee with you. They also sell products such as reusable cups and flasks to encourage us to be kinder to the environment. And they partner with other socially conscious businesses to put on events that nourish the soul as well as our stomachs. What they stand for is so clear from a brand and impact perspective. They are different. They are unique. They care and they are contributing to the community. It's not surprising that they regularly have queues outside the door, even when it's raining. So when I first started raising funds for my humanitarian trips to Rwanda, raising funds for a cause through your business showed you care and was a really good differentiator. And to some extent, it still is. But now the majority of consumers not only expect businesses to support causes, they are actually looking for you to be taking a stand, to be taking action, to be vocal about what's really important to you. Simply supporting causes is no longer good enough. One of my other favourite cafes, Doing Good in the World, is a cafe you will have heard about called Social Bite. And what started out as a socially conscious cafe in Edinburgh has now become a well-known business that's leading a movement to eradicate homelessness in Scotland. I interviewed one of the co-founders, Alice Thompson, recently. And if you haven't listened to that podcast episode, it's definitely worth tuning in so you can hear their story and how they've attracted a famous following, including people such as Prince Harry and Meghan, George Clooney and Leonardo DiCaprio. The long-term success of any business, no matter what size or type, is dependent upon far more than simply what you offer or what you sell or how good your marketing is. People buy from people they know, like and trust. As I shared in my podcast and blog article, Can Giving Be Good for Business? People are becoming increasingly more discerning about the business they want to buy from, work for and invest in. They prefer businesses that care, not as a token gesture in a bid to get business or investment. We can all see through that lack of authenticity. Rather, people want businesses to stand for something meaningful to be contributing to solving environmental and social problems. They want us to be taking a stand and to be proactive in taking action that is aligned to whatever stand is important to us. So what does your business stand for? Whether or not you've consciously considered this, your customers, partners, staff, investors, and everyone you've encountered will have their own thoughts and opinions on this already based on what you've been saying and doing or not saying and doing. What they think of you and your business, in other words, your brand, is what they say about you to their friends and family when you're not in the room. Sometimes it might be said to your face. And in today's modern world, it can often be an online comment or review. One way to help people feel connected to your business in the way you'd like them to be is to define and communicate what your business stands for. 
If you're running a small business, this is, will often reflect your own values, the impact that you want to have through your business and how you demonstrate this through what you say and do. It's what oozes out from every interaction that you have. For larger businesses, the ability of leaders to define, communicate and exemplify what the business stands for is critical in presenting a consistent message both internally and externally. All too often, the written down values and of what a business stands for is eroded by the conflicting actions of leaders and others in the business. For older listeners, you may remember the infamous statement of Gerald Ratner um, when he, in 1991, he, he said that his jewellery was total crap and that their earrings were cheaper than a Marks and Spencer's prawn sandwich and probably wouldn't last as long. He said that in 1991 and that pretty much killed his jewellery empire. Because through saying this, it was clear that what he stood for wasn't in his customer or investors' interests. It wasn't what they wanted to hear. And so they left in droves. What your business stands for can be the glue that holds people within your business together. A lack of clarity or failing to reflect a strong message across all aspects of your business could kill your business. If you want to attract good customers, staff or investors, now is the time to get clear on this. What does your business stand for? But how do you become known as a brand that does good in the world? So the five steps that I take people through to help them with this is, first of all, the first step is to get clear on what your business stands for. And I'll actually go into each of these in a little bit more detail to define your social impact mission statement to embed your impact strategies across your business, to measure your impact and to tell your story. And I do cover all of this a lot in a lot more detail in my social impact workshops, courses and talks. The purpose of this podcast and the blog post that goes with this is to give you a general overview and to share some practical tips to get you started. So let's look at that first step getting clear on what your business stands for. This actually just involves getting clear on what's really important to you. So the types of things to consider are, what is important to you? What do you want your business to stand for? What do you want your business to be known for? What is your core message? What impact do you want to have through your business? How can you bring what you stand for alive through your business? What do your existing customers and contacts say about you? How well do your actions represent your brand? My core message is that business is a great opportunity to be kind. This statement permeates through all aspects of what I aim to do through my business. It's a guiding light and helps me keep my business aligned to what's important to me. It's reflected in my branding, my marketing, web pages and social media activity. This influences who I work with, who I partner with and who I buy from. I've also taken the time to get feedback over the years on what my clients and contacts, contacts think about me and my business. People seem to consistently describe me as being inspiring, compassionate, having a compelling story to t tell, having energy, being a hired worker and an action taker. 
all of this, to be perfectly honest, is quite a relief, given I've publicly shared my core values in my first book, Heartitude, and the nine principles of heart-centered success. I won't go into all the values that I share in that book, but they do include striving to act from a place of love, kindness, and compassion in my heart, and drive being driven by the desire to make a difference. From a business perspective, I've found the UN Global Sustainability Goals a really useful framework that's helped me get clarity on the positive impact I want to have in the world. And as well as covering that in the social impact workshop and courses that I do, I'll be sharing more about these goals in a future episode and blog post as well. So let's look at the second step, defining your social impact mission statement. Once you've started to get clarity on what your business stands for, and especially if you want to be known as a business that does good in the world, it's worth defining a social impact mission statement. So what is a social impact mission statement? Well, starting off, a business mission statement is a concise statement that effectively expresses your purpose and any specific outcomes or impacts that you want to accomplish. Historically, mission statements were often boring statements that told investors and shareholders how a company was going to make them money. Nowadays, there is more at stake. As I've already said, staff, customers and other stakeholders want to know what a brand stands for as much as what it can do for them. And more importantly, that there is alignment between what they say and what they do across all areas of their business. A clear vision and mission statement collectively acts as a beacon eliminating the way forward for your business to help you make decisions. So for example, to, to help you define your goals, focus on the right priorities, make smart business decisions. For instance, how you're going to structure your business, pro products and services to offer and how to spend your time and resources. So how do you go about defining your social impact mission statement? It depends on the type of business that you are. So charities and social enterprises usually have mission statements that state specific social impacts and outcomes, as these are the reason for their existence. By contrast, historically, the main purpose of most businesses has been to make money rather than having a particular social impact. So if you're a business that is striving for both positive impact and profits, it may be worth reflecting both these aspects in your mission statement. So here are some examples. Um, I'm not going to even begin to comment on which ones are good or not. That's a topic for another for another episode and blog post. But let me just share some with you. So Body Shop, to dedicate our business to the pursuit of social and environmental change to creatively balance the financial and human needs of our stakeholders, employees, franchisees, customers, suppliers and shareholders. Blackboard, a community of people who care and seek to help non-profits drive positive change in the world. G Adventures, making the world a, pla a better place is easy. All you have to do is have the time of your life. Google, to organise the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. Innocent drinks. We're here to make it easy for people to do themselves some good whilst making it taste nice too. Kind, healthy snacks. To make the world a little kinder. Nike. To bring inspiration and innovation to every athlete in the world. If you have a body, you are an athlete. Patagonia. Build the best product 
cause no unnecessary harm, use business to inspire and implement solutions to the environmental crisis. Starbucks, to inspire and nurture the human spirit, one person, one cup, one neighbourhood at a time. Traders Bank, our mission is to make money work for positive social, environmental and cultural change. Virgin Money, our aim is to make everyone better off by delivering good value to our customers, treating colleagues well, making a positive contribution to society, building positive relationships with our partners and delivering sustainable profits to our shareholders. Wild Hearts launches companies that through their activities and profits deliver entrepreneurship, education and microfinance. Zappos to provide the best customer service possible. So those are just some examples because I know a lot of people ask me for examples and I, I certainly find looking at some of these inspiring. Some of them, you know, are not necessarily focusing too much on the social and environmental impact, but it's good to just see the format that some companies have used to creating their mission statements. Personally, my mission is to inspire and improve the lives of a million people by making it easy for businesses to be a profitable force for good. Business-wise, this simple statement motivates me to deliver talks, training courses, work with clients on a one-to-one -one basis and, and group basis, to write my books, to do this podcast, to write articles, and to organise, you know, our Business for Good conference that's coming up in April 2019, which is a massive commitment on my part. But I'm really driven to have the greatest possible impact in this field, and that's one way of doing it. This mission statement has also helped me choose my next char charitable project, which is to build a school in Cambodia. To me, this is about more than just raising funds to build the school. That's only the first step in helping me create more opportunities and prosperity to a whole community over the long term. Defining your social impact mission statement is something that can take time to get right. When I'm working with clients in the workshop, it can easily take the best part of a day and it can take longer if you've not given it much thought before, but it is worth it. And if you need any help with this, then please do just get in touch. Having a social impact mission statement makes it so much easier to make business decisions aligned to what's important to you and it helps show others what you stand for. The third step is about actually embedding impact strategies across your business. Because remember, people will only believe what you say you stand for if this is actually reflected in your actions and behaviours. So this includes things like how you interact with people in terms of customers, partners, suppliers, contacts, staff, etc. It includes what you say when you interact with people in your communications, the people you employ, work with, buy from, associate with or stand up for, the products or services you offer, your marketing strategies, including your pricing, your promotion and your website. It also includes things like your core messaging and your branding. It has an impact on what you share and comment on social media and on your website. But also it can help feed into what you say on funding applications, business plans and governing documents. It's up to you to what extent you put impact strategies in place. You may pick one or two strategies. So, for example, I was in a coffee shop earlier today that has signs up saying it only uses organic ingredients and compostable packaging and they have a very strong brand message. For some, donating a certain amount of sales or profits is all they want to do. 
while others may decide to embrace social impact across all areas of their business or to also include environmental impact as well as social impact. How can you embed impact strategies across the processes for recruiting people or selecting suppliers or business partners? What is important is that you are clear on the impact that you want to have and that you implement the best strategies for your business that will enable you to achieve this. The fourth step is about measuring your success. Before you can communicate the difference your business is making in the world, you obviously need to know what this is. You determine this by measuring your results relative to your intended impact. What to measure depends on the particular strategies you decide to implement. One thing that people sometimes get confused about is impact versus contribution. Measuring your success is about evaluating the impact of your activities. So, for example, one common measure of success that people quite often use is the amount of money raised for charity. And while it is definitely good to know how much we've raised, and it is a measure of success, this is your contribution. What is also more meaningful is the difference this money has had once it's actually been invested or donated. In other words, how many lives has it saved? How many trees has it helped plant? The UN Global Sustainability Goals I mentioned earlier are not only a really good framework for helping you get clarity on the impact you want to have, but drilling down into the specific targets for each of the 17 goals will give you a really good idea of the type of activities to measure and include as part of your management information. And as I said earlier, I'm going to have a separate podcast episode and article on that topic. If you're listening to this towards the end of 2018, at beginning of 2019, we will make sure that there is a link to that in the show notes for this episode or at the bottom of this blog post. The fifth step is to be telling your story. Remember, consumers are looking for businesses that actually stand for something. And for them to know what you stand for, you have to be telling them what you're doing. Perhaps one of the most visible industries we've seen this happening over recent years has been the film industry that seems to have been ripe with undesirable behaviours and practices such as unfair pay, a lack of diversity and sexual abuse. Not only have many actors been taking a stand, but so have many of the organisations within that industry. Taking a stand involves acting in a way that's consistent with the impact that you want to have in the world, with your social and environmental impact mission statement, reflecting this in all you say and do across all aspects of your business. So in summary, being clear on what your business stands for and taking action aligned to this is becoming increasingly important for all businesses that want to attract and retain clients, customers, staff and investors. Businesses who fail to do this risk losing people to their competition. No matter what type of business you are or what stage of business you're at, now is the time to get clear on the impact that you want to have and what your business stands for. Not only is doing good good for business, it's good for whatever cause or social or environmental problems you decide to support. 
So I hope that's given you an overview as to how you can start to pull together a strategy around the impact that you want to have through your business from the perspective of supporting charities, the social impact you want to have, the environmental impact that you want to have, and bringing this together into one cohesive social impact mission statement and what you do to actually start to embed that across your business. Obviously, it's a massive topic. I do have a social impact workshop and online course on this topic. So if you'd like to hear more, please do get in touch. And if you are able to get to Edinburgh for April 2019 from anywhere in the world, we do already have people coming from Australia, from Europe, from America and across the UK, please do consider coming to the Business for Good conference that I am organising, where I have a brilliant lineup of speakers who are going to be talking a whole range of different topics from the UN Global Goals to environmental impact, to cause marketing and supporting causes, how we develop better collaborative partnerships across businesses and charities and causes. And the whole theme of this is actually business being an opportunity to be kind. And the first day of the event is going to be just packed full of TEDx style short inspiring talks with discussions and different giving activities. And then the second day is for a more intimate group. We're going to deep dive on quite a few of those topics to help you actually leave with a meaningful action plan that you can take away and implement in your business. So please do check out the links to the Business for Good conference in the show notes. Thank you very much for joining me today. And remember, whatever you do next, business is an opportunity to be kind and what you do next matters. Thanks for tuning in to the Give to Profit podcast. You can find full show notes for today's show at givetoprofit.com. This is where you can also check out the Give to Profit membership community, a special place where you can connect with Alison and other like-minded business owners and entrepreneurs and learn how to turn your business into a profitable force for good in ways that are joyful, effective and legal. It's also the place where you can find out about our future events, including the Give to Profit Business for Good conference in April 2019. And if you don't already have a copy of Alison's best-selling book, Give to Profit, How to Grow Your Business by Supporting Charities and Social Causes, you can get a copy of it on Amazon around the world.